So recently, Nick Cannon separated from Viacom. Or should I say Viacom? Separated from Nick Cannon all over some controversial commentary that Nick made on his video podcast. So how does this affect his brand? What should we learn from this lesson? And is it possible for Nick to recover? I recently did a live stream on this topic and here's how that went. Welcome to the Brand and Hustle podcast, the no fluff, no bull broadcast for busy entrepreneurs who need fast, effective business strategies. Get ready to build your business, your brand, and your bank account with master brand coach, Jay Stone. All righty, guys, I am here. So here's what's going on. Hold on, let me try to clean my screen. Okay, it was a little fuzzy. All right, great, that's better. All right, so let's talk about what's going on right now, which is this situation with Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. So for those of you who don't know, Nick Cannon is an entertainer or comedian slash actor slash TV show host. Um, he used to be the host of um, Wild and Out, and then he went on to uh, America's Got Talent, and then still back and forth with Wild and Out. He's also done great movies like Drumline, um, and he also does like this music thing, right? So he's an all around entertainer. Oh, oh, and the most important thing, he was once married to Mariah Carey, Miss Mariah Carey. So if you don't know him, those, those are his claims to fame. If you're trying to put two and two together. So let's talk about Nick Cannon. Okay. Let's talk about Nick Cannon. All right. So he has a video podcast that airs like on YouTube and some other stuff. Um, and he was having a conversation with Professor Griff and Professor Griff is a hip hop legend, uh, formerly of the group Public Enemy. And so if you don't know anything about Public Enemy is that they are very um, much uh, civil activists and human rights activists. And so back in the 90s, you know, they had the, you know, F the police song and things like that. And, um, and, and they, um, they had a lot of music that talks about disparities. Okay. And so just to put in context that that public enemy, they're, they're, they're going to talk about the disparities. That's anybody from public enemy or from that space is going to come out and talk about that. Okay. And so Nick had professor Griff on his podcast and they started to have a dialogue around why there's so much, you know, hate against melanated people. Um, and then, um, Nick kind of crossed into very strong uh, personal opinion. So it went from being factual, like this is a history into more of this is my personal theory. And then the, the comments started to degrade, you know, the, um, he talked about, so the clip, the clip that's circulating now only talks about what he talks about, how uh, people who are not, you know, melanated, you know, why they're hateful or why they're mean. What preceded that was the fact that he said something about Jewish people, 
Okay. And so anything he said after that whole Jewish people thing became attached to this is what he thinks of Jewish people. Okay. Whether that was his intention, whether that's what he meant, this is how it happened. Okay. And so here's the thing Nick has a brand. So let's talk about that as brand builders, right? When is it important to understand when our personal opinion, our personal opinion, can degrade the quality of our brand and create brand damage. Okay. So as a result of this, Viacom separated from Nick. Nick has seemed to show no remorse for what he said. Um, and he's made several statements to basically declare that he's not racist, um, but he's not apologized for what he said at this juncture. He hasn't. And so uh, Viacom separated and then Nick came back and was like, I want the rights to wild and out. So there's a few things we're going to discuss. One is when is saying too much, too much. Okay. And number two, um, when is, uh, the intellectual property aspect of it. So I'm going to deal with the intellectual property aspect. So the intellectual property means, um, Oh, somebody said he did issue an apology. Okay, so he issued an apology. When I was researching this earlier this morning, I had not seen that he had. So thank you, Moon, for saying that he issued an apology. Okay, so one, let's talk about the intellectual property. Anytime that you are creating content product or you are the primary reason that a content project, TV, videos, whatever is successful, there should be some sort of intellectual property agreement in place. Okay. There should be some, something to say that your presence and your likeness are value, and you're going to continue to get paid from that, even if you're no longer affiliated. Okay. So that was just like back in the day when they created TV shows, people were given uh, proceeds in perpetuity uh, for their likeness to continue to be used, even though they did not own the rights. Those are things that you have to negotiate on the front end. So anytime a lot of people want to get on television, right? And they want to be that. And if you're doing a one-off one-time interview, if you're doing a one-time interview or something, that's fine. But if you're going to be making several appearances, just understand that you need to negotiate your rights and the proceeds on the front end. And you're going to need to have an entertainment attorney involved with that so that they can have that conversation with the network or with the TV, um, with the media entity on the front end. So one of the things that happened with me is uh, e emotional nudity is a brand and a trademark that I own. And I wanted to write a column for Essence under that trademark, but I didn't want Essence to own the trademark as work product. Okay. Because if you're working for someone or working with a company and you're using it. Oftentimes they say, well, you started using it with us. And so it belongs to us. So that was part of my negotiating on the front end was that this is mine. It comes with me and it goes with me. So those are all the things that we need to think about on the front end. Okay. So the intellectual property. Now let's shift gears to what uh, should and should not be said. Now, anybody knows that I'm opinionated and I'm outspoken and those kinds of things. So we have a right to say whatever it is that we want to say on our social media platforms and things like that. Here's where the rights end. Your rights end in two regards, okay? When the platform has said, this is against our rules and guidelines. So if YouTube or Facebook or whoever says, we don't allow this content, then those are their rules. And when you sign up for the platforms, um, 
that's part of their terms and conditions. Okay. So your rights for, I can say what I want to say, this is a free world or a free country. They end. Okay. When you decide to get on someone else's platform. Okay. If you use it in any capacity, you don't have the right to say certain things. Okay. That's one thing. Now let's talk about where they end socially, where they end socially is when you insult. Okay. Or abuse other people or animals or other beings. Okay. Um, and so here's how that shows up. While it's not illegal to have hate speech, it is unacceptable in the climate that we live in. People are no longer accepting that you can talk about um, people based on sexuality or religious beliefs or race or even body type, body shapes, right? You can't do that and still maintain the value of your brand, okay? You can't do that and still maintain the value of your brand. So what happens when people do that is there's this immediate public uh, court of public opinion. And in that court of public opinion, people are tried and prosecuted and sentenced instantly within a matter of hours, okay? And that determines then the trajectory of the brand. Okay. So if your brand is strong enough, it can survive. But if your brand, and it depends on, you know, how like bad the situation is. Uh, I think Nick Cannon's brand is strong enough to survive this. Okay. And somebody asks us, does he owe an apology? Right. Does he owe an apology? He doesn't owe an apology if that's how he truly feels, but it would be wise to apologize because his apologies attached to his future earnings. Sometimes it's not about being wrong. It's about making it right. And you have to understand that when you're a brand builder, as a brand builder, you have a responsibility, not only to your audience, but to, to the longevity of the brand. So the first thing is just, just let's be careful about what we say. You can't talk about people based on race. You can't talk about people based on sexuality, gender. You can't say women are this or men are that or white people, black people, gays. You can't do it. You just can't. Number one, it's just not, you're not a good person when you go that route. Okay. So if you want to build a successful brand, be a good person. Okay. Treat other human beings or other beings in general well. Okay. That that's the first thing. If you want to build a brand based on who you are, treat other people well. Okay. Your dogs and cats too. Treat other beings well. Okay. The second thing is, let's just say you misstep because none of us are perfect. Sometimes because we're in a bubble, I think Nick Cannon is in a bubble. I think being in that bubble, his opinions are acceptable. And I think he's been allowed to say a lot of things that he wanted, he wanted to say. He didn't know that this was going to land on the general public different from how it landed in his inner bubble. Okay. So he made a mistake with how open he could be. Okay. Based on the fact that he has what? Uh, sponsors, employers. Okay. Fans. He has responsibility to the employer Viacom who pays him. Okay. That's why they separated. Okay. He has responsibilities to, um, anybody who writes him a check sponsors. Okay, of the podcast. He has responsibility to the fans, right? Because his fans are all types of people. And what what when you decide I'm going to create a brand that is public facing, there come there comes a responsibility with that, which means even as opinionated as I am, and even as much as I say what I want to say and I cuss and I drop F bombs and I do all of this, there is still a responsibility for me to guard 
how much I say, what I say, the tone that I use, that is still required. And we live in the era where social media, people can say whatever they want to say, but there's still limits to that. So let's dig down into what that limits is. The limits are when you insult other people, and that's groups of people, other individuals, those types of things, okay? Hatefulness, meanness, ugliness, all of that is jacked up, okay? Mistreatment of people in any way is all jacked up. And general flat-out disrespect is not acceptable. So let's go back and look at Snoop Dogg, right? Let's look at Snoop with when he talked about Gail. He can disagree with Gail, but once he actually went into the name calling, people ate his ass alive, okay? It wasn't acceptable. And guess what? If you mention his name right now, people ain't forgot. Uh, America can have, people can have, a, the internet got a long ass memory when you jack up. They got a long memory when you jack up. Okay. So it's okay to be controversial, just not to be disrespectful, not to be hateful. Okay. Don't be disrespectful and don't be hateful. And here's the mistake that I think a lot of people make. I have the right to say what I want to say and I have the right to have my opinion. Anybody don't like it don't have to be on here. And that's perfectly fine if you ain't trying to get paid from building a brand. You can say whatever the fuck you want to. Okay. You make your money over here. But guess what? People are losing their jobs. They're losing their sponsorships. They're losing their opportunities based on the fact that they just thought that they could say what the fuck they want to say. Okay. And so you still have a responsibility as a brand builder. You still have a responsibility as a brand builder. Somebody said, so why is it okay for the president to do it? I'm just saying. So no, who said it was okay for him to do it? Right? There's a lot of public opinion about the fact that people don't like how the president speaks. People don't like um, what he does. But here's what you might be missing. Donald Trump was a bazillionaire before he became opinion, opinionated and very largely self-made. So he wasn't depending on an employer. He wasn't depending on other people's money. He wasn't really dependent on sponsorships. When he was on The Apprentice, even though he was out of the box a little bit, he didn't say the same type of shit he said once he left The Apprentice, right? And so again, let's think long-term. Where is your bu bread buttered, okay? Where is your bread buttered? If you are a bazillionaire, okay, it gives you a lot more latitude to say what you want to say because you ain't as concerned about the checks coming in, right? Nick Cannon ain't got Donald Trump money, okay? So Nick Cannon still need them checks coming in. That's why he went back and said, well, I won't wild it out, right? He's still looking for how he can preserve his income. He's still looking to build a legacy. Donald Trump came from long money. He had money. His daddy had money. You know what I'm saying? So even if Donald Trump today went broke, he's just going to go back and get the generation money from his daddy. He owned real estate. He, come on, he's in a different position than the rest of America. That different position gives you more latitude to speak out. So that don't apply to most of us who are probably listening to me right now, okay? So that's the other thing is we have to really understand where we are in the financial landscape, okay? We have to understand where we are in the financial landscape. But even, but everybody has accountability at some point. Everybody has accountability. So let me just quickly recap. Okay, so there's a few things. Um, Trump also has alliances with money. Very correct, Sherry. Okay. Uh, has alliances with money. Um, so that is, um, it says, sounds like you're giving him a pass because he has money. No, I'm not giving him a pass. I just said it wasn't okay. So that was the first piece. It's not okay. Okay. But what happens is because he doesn't need people, 
he doesn't have to worry about, he doesn't have to worry about whether or not somebody's going to fire him or cut it off. Nick was in a position where he needed to worry about being fired. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. So not, not giving anybody a pass. I'm saying here's why Trump might get away with it a little bit more than what Nick could. It depends. It boils down to where they are financially. Okay. And where they are in the financial landscape. All right. So at the end of the day, here's a few things to recap what I've just said. One, okay. Let me recap that. Your intellectual property needs to be negotiated on the front end. Okay. Your intellectual property needs to be negotiated on the front end of any kind of deal. Okay. Number two, you can be controversial, but not express hate speech. That's kind of the, the line, the boundary. Okay. Be respectful and don't express hate speech. Okay. And number three, depending on where you are in the financial landscape, all right, it gives you more latitude to kind of say what you want to say. But if you still need to get money from uh, clients, sponsors, um, you still have an employer like Viacom with Nick, you have to guard more carefully what you say because your credibility transfers to all those other relationships. And yeah, you know, like, it can go bit bad really quickly. And let me give you one more example of that transfer. Uh, the CrossFit guy said some things that people didn't like, but it is a franchised organization. So one, right out of the gate, he lost corporate sponsorship. Number two, now his franchisees are totally pissed off and they're actually tweeting him and saying, how could you do this to us? Our business model is built on believing in you and your product and you just basically shafted us, right? And so because they're saying you basically shafted us now, so it did, it wasn't just his opinion, it affected the sponsors, so they pulled out. It affected the franchisees whose money is affected. It was a trickle-down effect because he didn't think past, I want to say this and I think this, right? So we've got to be a little more prudent when we have a viable brand, a well-positioned brand. We've got to be a little more prudent about thinking, not being short-sighted based on just what we want to say. How does this affect all the people connected to us? And all the people connected to us, again, are sponsors, clients, franchisees, um, employees, uh, employers. All of those people are connected to us. And so we really have to be cognizant of exactly how we manage that. All right. So that um, now Nick's credible credibility and influence is trash due to lack of discipline. Yes, Camille, I, I agree that he's going to take a hit on this. I do believe that he's done enough goodwill to recover. Um, I do think with him is going to take time. Some other people won't recover to the same degree. Um, some people will recover quickly, depending on what they do and how much goodwill they put in on the front end. So. That's how that goes. Anyway, guys, if you really like this video, make sure you subscribe to me on the channel that you're watching on. If you're not already um, following or subscribing or liking um, based on the channel that you're watching me on right now, please do so. My name is Jay Stone. I'm a master brand strategist, and I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>
don't worry, there are more episodes of Brandon Hustle on the way. But if you can't wait to learn more badass business strategies, head on over to jstone.com. That's J-A-I-S-T-O-N-E.com. We'll see you next time.